Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chat. Once again, I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And how are you doing today there, Kathy? I'm doing wonderful. Well, you're looking pretty good, praise the Lord. <laughs> I thought it matched the curtains today. Yeah, I thought you Actually, looked like Scarlett O'Hara. I didn't even realize until I came in. <laughs> Did you take the... Uh, the I took the curtain rod off. <laughs> The so curtain it's not too bad. And just live on the, uh, the, <laughs> uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, the fabric, praise the Lord. Yeah, that's Looking good, good. praise yeah. the Lord. God is so good and gracious. I hope you're having a good day because a good day always comes when you demand a good day. Oh. You demand the devil to stay away from you. You don't ask him, you demand, mm -hmm. see, not suggest, just to demand God's word. How can you say such a thing? I want to talk about something that I find that the church has had a lot of problems with for a, a millennium. And I want to go to the book of Titus. You know what Titus is? I see Titus right yeah, here. Praise the Lord. Chapter 2. I'm right here already. You did give me that insight. You know, he never tells me where we're going. Yeah. He just always just tells me what book of the Bible we're going to be in. So he's got a little I want to find out she's spiritual an advantage or not. You know I mean? to me today. Well, no, I don't so, have, never have a bad. God gives it to me maybe an, a minute before we come on. And know? I get it <laughs> a little bit after that, which is okay. But so I this is fresh off the press from heaven for yeah, you. Yeah, this is it. And we're going to enjoy it together. I have no idea what I'm going to say in the next minute, but here we go. Ready? Titus chapter 2, Paul writing to Titus. I want to read chapter 1 first. Paul, a servant of God, verse 1, an apostle of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to keep reading on down until I get to the end of the sentence. That's okay. In hope of eternity, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Still going. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which means proclaiming, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Still a semicolon here. To Titus, my own son after the common faith. So is faith common to you? That's yeah. a good statement. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, period. Mm -hmm. Chapter 2, verse 1. Okay. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Mm. Kathy, what is sound doctrine to you? Sound doctrine is any truth based on the Word of God. That's right. Mm -hmm. Sound doctrine is healing. Definitely. Salvation. Right. Flowing in the gifts. The new birth. Do you believe the gifts of the Spirit have stopped? Oh, no. But a lot of people preach that, so that means that must not be sound if they, if they say that's not for today. That's right. Because I want to tell everybody something. that they, See, why would God let Peter have the power or Paul because the same devil attacking them is attacking you. And, you know, ain't no different. The devil attacked Peter, James, Paul, you name them. But that same devil is attacking us. Why would God make us? We couldn't use those power things mm -hmm. if, it, it, you know, if it was not for today. But there's a scripture. I want you to hold Titus chapter 2. I'm going to come right back to it. And it's in the book of Hebrews. And, uh, and uh, I want to read. I believe it's verse 12, No, it's verse 12, 13. Verse 8. It's a very simple verse, very small verse. People quote it all the time. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today. What chapter of Hebrews? Uh, that's uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Okay. Uh, excuse me, chapter 13, I'm sorry. Hebrews verse 13, 8. Verse Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Now, I love that verse because everything in that Bible is for me today. Mm -hmm. Even though I understand that this Bible is a, is a book of two covenants, mm -hmm. the Old Testament, the New Testament, Jesus is the center of both Testaments, one leg in the old, one leg in the new, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if they, well, I'm going to make somebody mad when I say that, but if they spoke in tongues, 
yesterday, they can speak in tongues today mm -hmm. and speak in tongues forever. And if healing was for the body of Christ way back when, at the day of Pentecost, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and then it went out and man, Peter cast shadows on people and they just getting healed. Then why can't that happen today? It can. And it, well, it does, it does to those that believe of like precious faith. What do you mean of like precious? The same kind of faith that Jesus preached. Right. The same kind of faith that Paul preached. Same kind of faith that Peter preached. Same kind of faith that Titus preached. Same kind of faith that Timothy preached. Same kind of faith that Bartholomew preached. Now, but you go through them all. The same kind of faith. The same, same yesterday, today, today. and forever. So I realize, even though I know we have different dispensations, but the gospel doesn't change mm -hmm. because Jesus is the gospel. In the beginning was the word, that's this, and the word was God, and the word was with God. In other words, the gospel is Jesus. So if he don't change, why should we change? Right. You see? Now, so sound doctrine to me means believing what Jesus said. Now, I'm going to go to something here, and I'm going to come right back to this, and could you jump in here anytime you feel like it. The tithe question has been fought ferociously in the church. Let's just be honest. You don't want to pay tithe. Well, first thing, that's a, that's a bad statement. So I'm going to pay my tithe. You don't pay tithe. It's not yours to pay. Mm. That's God's. You bring your tithe. You don't pay your tithe. That's his to the storehouse. Now, watch this. Tithing is in the Old Testament. Now, I understand it. Well, it's not in the New Testament. Well, if Jesus is the same yesterday, that's Malachi. Today and forever, then why can't it be today? Just be honest enough to say, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just don't want to do that. Okay, then don't do it. That's up to you. That's between you and God. And, and when y'all see each other face to face, uh, uh, there'll be a conversation going on. But to me, why would I want to stop my giving? See, that's sound doctrine to me. See, to me, giving our tithe to the Lord is sound doctrine. Why? Because I want to. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, why are you healthy all the time? Well, because Jesus said, by his stripes I was healed. Now, that, 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 that's, that's 1 Peter 2.24. Okay, but that's the New Testament. Well, that's true. But it was healing in the Old Testament too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just it, it jumps over the boundary, you know, from Malachi to Matthew, call it what you want. Yet Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are Old Testament too. Right. That's the four Gospels. Mm -hmm. Actually, the New Testament, did, quote, quote, didn't start to the book of Acts, if you want to be homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological, if you've you know, been to Bible school or university. So to me, sound doctrine is preaching what this says, not someone's opinion about what it says. See, the Word of God must be not only administered to and administered to the world, but it must be interpreted. Now, that's where you can get in a problem because some people prefer people's opinions instead of what God said. Well, some people say, well, you know, the healer's not for today because I tried that and it didn't work. Well, that doesn't change what Jesus said. Go and well, preach the God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the devils, freely right. receive, freely get. Right. That's sound doctrine. That's right. So Pete, uh, that day Paul had imparted these things to Titus. Things That's correct. Paul learned where he, his encounter with Jesus started on that Damascus road. Mm -hmm. But his life was totally transformed. And the things that he received from, from the word of God, from Jesus himself, he wanted to impart to his Protege, That's right. Titus, Timothy, Titus, these others that well, he Well, if you got taught. something good, don't you want to share it well, with it's people? The, and what he told them was he told them to teach sound doctrine. Well, I'm sure he imparted sound doctrine, sure. which meant Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It wasn't just for Paul. It wasn't just for the disciples. It didn't cease. You, you know what to me is sound doctrine? Genesis chapter 1. Mm -hmm. Be fruitful. That's sound doctrine. That's right. Multiply. 
sounds, replenish. Sound doctrine subdue. sounds good. <laughs> sounds good because it is good. See, it is it's good. whatever God said we could do. See, we've got to quit thinking that we're less. Mm -hmm. When God created us, he created the best. He did. He made, <laughs> if you think about this for a minute, he made mankind as part of his family. He made angels, seraphims, cherubims, archangels, the wheel within the wheel, all these wonderful creatures. He made them servants. Mm -hmm. He made us sons and daughters, right. which is sound doctrine. So I have spiritual sons and spiritual daughters. So I speak to them about sound doctrine. Right. They all call me dad. They say, dad, why do you do that? Well, because Jesus said that. Well, that happened in the Old Testament. That's correct. Mm -hmm. But I don't throw it away. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Old Testament. He is the New Testament. He is the covenant. He is God yeah, manifested in the flesh. What stops people is their life experiences, maybe what they've grown up with or things right. they've heard about in the past. But, and they, so they make opinions and they establish their life upon a truth that really isn't the truth. Right. But when, you, you, when you establish your life on the truth that God never fails, that he's always with you, he never leaves you, he never forsakes you. He <coughs> says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. He <laughs> says nothing is impossible with him. So we have to when we come into the direction of the Word of God that everything works instead of our past experiences, it changes mm -hmm. our, uh, our understanding. It helps us to understand what sound doctrine is all about, how well, God's you, Word does work. Yeah, but you said all things, so we've got to define that. All things. Well, all things means all things. So why can't you do the same things that they did in the Old Testament that you, did, that you can do in the New Testament because it's a thing. And then I it's an even all, believe... All is the word that is encompassing. I believe there's no limit that God can even create a new thing. Amen. If that's what's needed in this day, in this time. Whatever it takes. God, in the same way he created maybe something new that had never been done before. The Bible right. talks about how he's going to do a new thing. And he wants us to realize that there is no limit well, to when his... When he created man, that was a new thing. At that time, He said, let us make man. Angel said, what's a man? I don't <laughs> know what a man is. He ain't never seen a man. Right. Now watch this, man. If you don't think this is powerful, God not only created us in his image and in his likeness, but he put the same DNA of him into us, which means he made us actually family. Right. And he put his name in us, not just on us. So we have the glory of God on us, but we have God Almighty, his name, which is the name above every name, anything's got to bow. Right here. Right. In right. us. Now, that's sound doctrine. Yeah. People say, well, I mean, that's, that's just so big. Yeah, but it's small enough to live inside of you. <laughs> See, that's what I mean by, and when I read Titus, that, and I got I to speak it, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, love, and in patience. That the aged woman, is that, is they talking about you right there? No, 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 darling, no. Okay. not me, okay. it's someone else. That they was must be mama. someone else. The aged woman, <laughs> likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things. Uh-oh, they can be teachers but not preachers? Hmm. In preachers proclaiming and teaching and explaining? You know, I'd rather somebody explain something to me than proclaim something to me. Mm -hmm. Because if they explain something, they're teaching now, then I got it. I learned it. If they proclaim it, they, they, they bam, bam, it just hit me. I'm going, well, wait, I got I to gotta develop this so that I can uh, understand it. And that's what teaching is about. It's explaining. So when he said sound doctrine, that's why I believe in healing, why I believe in salvation, why I believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost. 
why I believe in speaking in tongues. I speak in tongues myself to edify. Then I also have the gift of tongues as God directs that. Well, that's not for today. Well, how did I get it? Well, how did I get it? I mean, this is amazing to me. There's millions of people have got this, and yet they got millions of people say, it's not for today. How did they get it? Well, they just fooled by the devil. <laughs> well, have you ever heard the devil speaking in tongues to anybody in the Bible? I don't, I no, don't think I've ever I don't found think that so, anywhere. You know? But when that Holy Ghost came, he got out of, he had to get away from him. And Lord, because Jesus was coming to town, he said, I'm sending you a comforter. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. See, when you understand sound doctrine, you understand comfort. You don't have to criticize comfort. He's a comforter. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I've said this so many times, some of you may have been in some of my meetings. If you believe that the Holy Spirit's a comfort and that he's come, then how come you're not in comfort? That makes total sense to me. That doesn't mean the devil don't fight you. I've said this so many times, no weapon formed against you going to prosper. It didn't say it wouldn't be formed. I wish it wouldn't be formed. Like we're doing this right now. And I love, I'm starting to really like the social media because I can come on at any given time I want to. Mm-hmm. Now, television, I love broadcast television. I've been doing it for cool. Lord, I don't know how many years. To make a long story short, it's very expensive. I wish it wasn't. And, you know, it didn't have to be because God gave the invention of satellites which meant television so you could produce it and push it to a Christian person. But then the Christian church, because it was new, preached against it like it was a one-eyed demon. I remember them used to say that. Yet those people that got there, now they want to be on television. Wait a minute. If it's a one-eyed demon, it's a one-eyed demon all the rest of his life. A demon's a demon. You see what I'm saying? But when you understand what sound doctrine is, oh, that makes you sound. Which means, I mean, when you're sound, in other words, weight can be put on you. When you are a sound individual, you are a foundation that somebody can build something on. That's why Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates yeah. of hell and not prevail it. See? That's right. mm-hmm. Now, watch this. Let me show you an opinion. I'll give you a prime example. When Jesus said that, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, Catholic Church, probably most of the Protestant, a lot of Protestant churches too, said that Peter is that rock. Now, you got one guy says he put some action in it. He, he kind of put a little um, um, a play, a boob. He said, now watch me. He said, now Catholic's going to be Peter and I'm going to be Jesus. Okay. This is how he thinks it. This is his opinion. Who? Who's opinion? This, this man, this man, he, thought, he said, this is what that meant. Now, he said, this is interpretation. Okay. Now, you can fight it or not. He said, this, Jesus talking to me. He said, thou art Peter. What he was saying said, thou art Peter. Nobody has a problem with that. Now, here's where you got to quit. And upon this rock, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. I will build my church. He didn't say, I built my church. Right. That's why we're building churches. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, I have no problems with Peter being the first pope. If that's what Catholics want, that's fine. And I'm, not, I'm glad Peter did what he did, see. Mm-hmm. But Peter will tell you himself that everything he ever did in his ministry was built on his understanding of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. See, so it was built upon God. People said, but Judge, you have a wonderful ministry. I have no ministry at all. I work for this ministry. I work for Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You see, this is his ministry. I'm just a part of what he's done, doing, and going to do. That's mm-hmm. sound doctrine. When you send your finances to all you partners, that's not my money. You understand? That's God's money. Now, I am the director over it or CEO over it, and we disperse it as the, watch this, according to this, 
and to be the blessing that God wants us to According be. According to sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. That, that is simply the truth. See, it all has to do. People say, you got this. Whoa, you got to understand. Everything I've ever had or will have, God has given it to me. I was thinking about that today, and I thought, boy, you've been so good to me. I was flying home the other day from uh, San Antonio, and I, and I was just thinking, God, man, look where I'm at. Look what I'm doing. Then I realized the only reason I'm doing it because I was willing and obedient, and God said, then you'll eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. See, that's good doctrine. That's why I believe in prosperity. Prosperity is good doctrine. Now, if you twist it to, to bad doctrine, it's like money. You've heard me say it before. Kathy, there's no such thing as bad money. Right. We live in an economic world. Now, if you fall in love with money and make money your security, then you're taking God out of his position as God and say, money will be my security, and he will have no other gods before right. him. That's what he was trying to get over to Titus. Mm -hmm. So, Sounder, do you believe, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, you are he a pastor of a church. That. You're a pastor of a church, right? Yes, sir. Is that sound doctrine? Yes, I believe I it is. I agree 100% with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, look, I do. Now, I know I'm going to get some people. Now, I'm going to get over here. You see, now, 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 what, now, what, you, now what, what you're doing? You want to talk interpreting? Because you interpret the word too. See, you're taking those things that were in the first century and trying to pull them over into this century. And if you think about a woman, a woman wasn't much more than a dog, hmm. if you really think about it. I mean, you just keep your head down, shut your mouth, and you know, blah, blah, this and that and all that kind of stuff because it was a man's world. But God did something with some women over each century. It's amazing. Women can't be ahead of that. Well, Deborah was the head of all of Israel. That's higher than, my God, than some church down the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so you can see where God placed women in really high yes, places. Yes, and he gave the message that he had risen Ooh. to a woman. So he says, go First tell evangelist. the men. Go tell the men. Go yeah. Yeah, go he tell didn't say, go tell the men to come here. I want to tell them something important. No, he gave them her the he, message. He, she got more specific. Go tell my disciples. And Peter, and Peter, that I'm alive. Oh, yeah. And that was Mary Magdalene. Down the road she goes. Okay. Now, why, if she can't preach or be a, play, a person of authority, why would God give her the first evangelistic message to, to a man, hmm. to them people? Because I won't say something. That was sound doctrine. God knew that what was going to happen. And, they, and if you read each one of the wonderful saints, as you call them, um, they had such phenomenal ministries. Now, many were martyred, yeah. and we understand that. And that's the, actually the greatest crown you can ever receive when you get to heaven, the martyr crown. Well, you know, Jesse, Jesus was a true liberator yes, on he was. every level. When he met that woman at the well, she was a Samaritan woman. You didn't talk to a Samaritan, so he, he crossed that racial barrier. She was a woman. A man didn't speak to a woman in that way alone the way he did to that woman that came to the well that day at noon. She had been, she had, was, had like six husbands. He knew her life. Yeah. He still went up to her and he talked to her. So Jesus crossed all of those barriers. He is one that we can trust that had sound doctrine. His life was, was, the, was what, he was the word, the Bible says. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and he with was God. with God. So hmm. he is with us today in leading and guiding and directing us. And although we grow up with restrictions and, and uh, religious tradition, but God wants us to train us to, into sound doctrine and believe that, he, believe that he can speak through anyone. He spoke through a donkey. He spoke through a chicken. A, through a, chicken. a rooster, actually. <laughs> a rooster a to a do. Peter who was disobedient. 
That's God why, chick, that's why preachers eat chicken. God they... <laughs> speaks through children. He, he reveals himself to people of all races, nationalities, and genders. We can't put God in a box like the world tries to do. We just have to realize that God can get his message to you know, the you world. Just, you just said, I, Any way he wants to. Maybe you can find it for me in the Bible. I, 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 I may have overlooked it. I don't know where God ever talked about the color of people's skin, race. He just called them the human race. I believe right. Now you know God's a God of variety. You know, you everybody. Um, if we all, uh, if we, okay, if we evolve from whatever the slime, like they say, you know, I mean, how come we all look so different? Well, you know, you got the rabbit trail that goes this way and the rabbit trail that goes. You know, I understand the science part of what you're trying to say. So to me, I'll just use Captain example. When I knew one day I'd get married, but I wasn't looking for a white woman, and I wasn't looking for a brown woman. And I wasn't looking for a black woman or a red woman or a yellow woman, Asian, whatever you want to call it. I was looking for a woman. I, I didn't come around and say, oh, no. I, even though I was just a girl at the time. Yeah, she was a girl at the time. <laughs> but even, I mean, I, I didn't think of. Um, well, I was 15 when we met, right? Yeah. But I didn't think of your color in anything. I, I didn't think of any, any of that, zero. I'm just glad she was a girl. That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? And uh, that's how God, I really believe, that's sound doctrine, see. When you can no longer recognize color, you have come far up that ladder. I tell people, forget about your color, because that's just one-sixteenth of an inch of pigmentation of skin. You cut me, you cut somebody, I don't care what color they are, you're going to bleed red. What you don't do is never forget your culture. You see, we have a lot of Hispanic people that work for us, and I hate that word, Hispanic, because they've got, got the word, word panic, panic in there. You've got to get rid of that crazy. Latino I mean, is another way Latino. Say it like a Latino. <laughs> and I mean, and, uh, but I never think of them as different in any way, shape, or form. I have some black people that work for him. You know, Pastor Ron, he's a black gentleman. He's one of the associate pastors. I never think of Ron Fortune as black. I think of Ron Fortune as a man that loves the Lord, godly. And works for us and just a blessing. Well, we're all different in different types yes. of ways. Like you have the white hair. I got white hair. black hair. And I'm glad I got hair. color eyes. <laughs> I different got... body shapes. I like to just sometimes just sit. Sometimes yeah. I'm all just watch the different shapes and people. Yeah. It's, it's Personalities. God made so many unique individuals. And, it's, it's and, and we should enjoy that instead of trying to put everybody in one box. Just enjoy the variety yeah. that God did. The same well, way he did the flowers, the same way he yeah. did the birds. God is a God of infinite See, variety. Loving people is sound doctrine. Yeah. It really is. Regardless I mean, of their of yeah. their uh, I, what they look like. I mean, I had a man one ask, ask me that, and I thought it was so odd. Is it okay if I come to your church? Now, why would he say such a thing? A church is an open door to any community anywhere. Because years ago, we had the white churches, the black churches. the Hispanic. I feel more comfortable in the Hispanic church because I'm Hispanic. Why? See, you're dealing with color that you should not deal with. Nothing right. wrong with going to not wrong going to a Hispanic church. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is you got to be careful that, about that stuff. I remember that time you told me that uh, you, you were preaching at a church. And oh, they, I'll they never forget it. actually asked the black people that showed yeah. up, the black family that well, showed I, up Let me tell leave. that story. I was, this is 1978. I could tell you the town, but I'll, I'll refrain from it. It was in the state of Louisiana. Make a long story short, great pastor. One of, not a big church. I mean, I, I, probably church probably sat 100 people maybe. Maybe 110, something like that. 
Well, anyway, uh, I started to preach, and I noticed that a black family came in, uh, a man and a wife, and they had two children. Sweet, good-looking, nice dress well. And they sat, and they came in and from the back, and they sat on the back pew, you know, in the back. I never thought nothing about that, you know. He already had turned the service over to me. So, you know, and I was just starting to talk. I was talk, starting to talk about different things. About I hadn't opened my Bible yet to go into the mess and stuff. And I saw two men get up who was like about maybe almost to the front, but not quite on the, on, well, on my, my right side would be their left side. Walked all the way to the back and went to the back pew and leaned over and said something. And I saw the uh, family go, oh, well, I'm sorry. I, don't, I, I, I heard it. I read the lips, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So they got up, and that kind of disturbed me. So I said, excuse me. Now, when you say that, everybody stop. I said, um, do y'all have a problem? Is there something wrong? Now, that's exactly what I said. I mean, I wanted to know. I never thought nothing about that, you know. Because my mama never taught us to be prejudiced. We, she didn't believe in that stuff. Good God, no. They said, oh, but Jesse, we came to see you, but uh, we have to go. I said, well, are you sick? Is it an emergency, something we need to pray with? I, I pray with you about? And the deacon said, my brother Jesse, this is a white church. I said, a white church? Yes. <laughs> I, I could feel the Tabasco sauce coming up my legs, you know, as a kid. I said, are y'all going to eat lunch? Well, yes. I said, well, I'm going with you. I walked off. Oh, it freaked everybody out. There ain't no such thing as a white church. God said, I will build my church. You say white church, uh, Hispanic church, black church, Asian church, even though you have, may have all those kind of peoples going there. That's yeah. fine. He said, I will build my church. I could not believe. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but the Lord said, say it. You know what the pastor told me? He said, I bet Jesse, you just don't understand. He said, now, I, I'm, I'm going to make black people mad when I say that. I said, what do you mean I don't understand? He said, you got to understand that black people don't have souls. I said, what did you say? He said, they're like an animal. When they die, they just die. I said, you know, I think I'm looking at a guy that doesn't have souls, doesn't have a soul. But he believed that. They, they, these people believe you know, that. When you first well, started, that was the last time I ever went to that church. <laughs> I know. When you first started saying the story, you, it was said, terrible. you said something, and I think because you usually give people the benefit of the doubt, you said this was a great pastor. Apparently, it wasn't a great pastor. Well, no, I found out when he said that. I said, this boy was, had decay inside of him, He didn't rottenness. have sound doctrine. And he said, well, my sure. mother taught me she don't teach me wrong. She did. Your teach mama you. certainly did teach you wrong. Mm-hmm. It was wrong. It was terrible. It was not a great pastor. I never went back. I never went back. But when I had a lot of people uh, that went to that, you want to say a lot of people, probably maybe 20 families, which was a lot. Why don't you come back to our church? I said, because it's, it's uh, segregated. It's not a church. It's what y'all wanted to be instead of what God called it to be. Oh, they didn't like that, you know. And, uh, but I, I refuse. See, that's not sound doctrine. You don't do that. That's why on our banners around our ministry uh, for, for the church, we, I always make sure we put everyone welcome. It's really important to us. Everyone. I had a Muslim out there. Remember that Muslim? Everyone I know you were there. Welcome. Muslim says, okay, if I, 
And it should I, be I come like visit that. Your I said, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. guess that sends a signal to the ones who, who just only want to be in a white church. Maybe you don't want to come here because everyone's welcome here. If you're not comfortable yes. in a place that's has is multicultural, yeah, has that's many what, races, that's, you really won't fit in. Do so. you remember that beautiful elderly black lady? We were at P.F. Chang. This is two years, two or three years ago. We already were sitting down with a bunch. We had six people at our table. Okay, it was a booth. No, people. I don't remember that. I, I, I know you're going to remember. <laughs> and this lady saw me, and she came walking up. She said, oh, yeah. your brother Jesse. She reached over and grabbed the chair yeah. and pulled She's, it up and sat we down with us. We were in a booth, and she came to yes. a spot where the, a chair would fit. And she sat and chatted with us she, a good 15 minutes or Oh, yeah, so. she said, it's my birthday, and my daughter, she said, Mom, our table's ready. I'll be there. And they were uh, celebrating her, what? 85 birthday. Yeah, when you're 85, said, you can do whatever you want. You do you whatever want. you want to do. <laughs> I was so, she said, I just enjoy your she ministry. She watches the broadcast. Such, she felt so at home with me that she sat down, and we were so at home with her, we didn't want her to leave. Because, and yet she had her, her daughter and, you know, a bunch of her family. <laughs> they kept doing it. And, then, and when she, she said, well, I hope y'all didn't mind me sitting down. I said, no. I said, anytime you ever see me in a restaurant, sweetheart, you just come and sit down, praise God. We yeah. have, have one time she got it, and then, you know, she went eat with her yeah. family. And it really blessed me. Yeah. I love the fact that people of all races feel that they can be comfortable with us. And yeah, God that was is, such a blessing. That blesses me so much. I remember in the early days when, when you, before TV, when you were on radio. They thought I was black. <laughs> they thought you were black because they could just hear you and you had the, the way accent. I talk. I, said, I, don't, I, don't I remember one lady came to a church service because they had 150 miles she drove. Tell them what she said. She come and she said, are you Jesse Duplantis? You're not Jesse Duplantis. Yeah. And I, I said, yes, I am. She said, I thought you was a brother. A I said, oh, I said, oh, she said, you're nothing but a little bitty white boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I guess I am. And it was, she was such a blessing. Going back to that lady at P.F. Chang, I never thought, I, the reason why I said she was a black lady, because so you could understand this story. I never thought of her as black. She just sat down. You know what I felt? I felt like my grandmother had resurrected. Both my grandmothers were in heaven, or in heaven, you know. And uh, when she sat down, she had such that wonderfulness, that sweetness about, you know how grandmas are, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, it, I'll never forget it, as long as I ever live. So watch this. At the end of the, when we went to walk out, I walked over to their table, and I said, I thank you for coming and sitting down and talking. Oh, it was my honor just to meet you. I said, I apologize if I took your mama away. And she said, my mama talks, this is the daughter, my mama talks about you every day. I said, well, it's possibly we could be related. <laughs> I said, are you born again? Oh, yes. I said, we're related. That's <laughs> See, right. We're in the family of God. <laughs> See, that's sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. So you thought I was off the subject. No. no that is sound Right. Doctrine. The new birth breaks down every wall, every Amen. barrier. And Amen. the love of God should be, is poured out in our hearts so that we could pour it out to others you all know, over the world. You know, Kathy, there's some churches that preach against healing, and there's so many sick people that need healing. You know, sickness hurts. Sickness does not feel good. Why would you preach against something that Jesus took a terrible whipping? I mean, well, they call it, the Romans call it scourging. But the best way I can explain it is Mel Gibson when he did The Passion of the Christ. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Of course. I've seen oh, it. God, the beating you. of it. Yeah, I know. I mean, they beat, I mean, I almost had to get up. Stop. I can't, I can't. I haven't Stop. been able to watch it, was just it so a second time because it was <sighs> such a... 
Well, Romans just beat you to death. They didn't care. Well, hard to watch. So if Jesus took my infirmity, why would I want it? If he bore my sickness, why should I have it? That's why you've never saw me sick. That's sound doctrine. That doesn't mean the devil hadn't attacked me. I I, want to say that. The other day, remember? And I went to get up and I had a, I mean, I sat down nothing. I went to get up out of a, a, was that a restaurant? And I had a pain in my hip. I thought, my God, what is it? And when I touched my hip like this, Oh, I mean, I mean, just if I, just, I thought, what? Still don't know what it is till today. But well, the Lord healed it, ministered to it. That's all we care about. <laughs> and I mean, now it hurt a couple of days, a couple two, three days. I was, I, I name it, just, I will not receive it. So what Satan was trying to get me to do was receive it. Mm-hmm. I said, I will not receive it. A fight you want, a fight you're going to get. That's sound doctrine. That's sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. So if you go, I feel good right now to say that if you're having a sickness, you're feeling something, I'm not, don't deny it. Deny it's right. Speak to it. You have no right to touch my body. Jesus took my yes. infirmity. He bore my sickness. And by his stripes, I am healed. Okay, how about some of you elderly people? Speak that against the symptoms of old age. You know, Moses was 120 years old climbing mountains. That's pretty good. That is very good. And Abraham was 100 years old having babies. That's real good. his eyes weren't dim. And his eyes weren't dim. My, Moses. I, yeah. I think, think about that. I mean, you know, I've walked up mountains, man. I mean, I mean, it ain't easy walking up a mountain. Down is easy. Especially when you live in, south, in the south, you know. You, <laughs> we're not used to mountains sea level. around no, we're here. Not. But the highest thing we see is an anthill. That's about it, you know. So when you understand what, what Paul was saying to Titus, my son in the faith, mm-hmm. will give you some sound doctrine. That's how you can go through things. We just came through a terrible hurricane, Hurricane Ida, uh, on August the 29th of, um, what is it, 2021. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but then on that same August 29th in 2005, we had Hurricane Katrina. We've been through a lot of these different things. We didn't like them, no. but we're still here. Right. Ida is gone. We still have a few debris piles. Yeah, but watch this. Ida, here. the destroyer, is gone. Yeah. She does not exist. Katrina is gone. She does not exist. But we are the same yesterday, today. today. And forever. That's right. That is sound yeah. doctrine. Right. Battles come. Yeah. They so may not be your choice, but right. the outcome That's is. That's beautiful. Right. I want you to read a couple of these uh, uh, testimonies. Right? Testimonies. And uh, well, we have lots really of sweet. Them. This Lori girl, I, I read that one. I thought that was really nice. I wonder if that's the Lori I know. I, you think so? There's lots of Lori's in the I know the world, there's a lot Jesse. of Lori's. I can't tell you but read, that. Read, read whatever you want to read. You can read whatever you want to read. He always asks me things I'm supposed to. He thinks I well, know she's everything. She's supposed to be instant in season. He thinks I, I know everything. I guess it's a compliment. Well, this is a very good compliment. This, uh, these what are we came... eating tonight? <laughs> <laughs> are we going anywhere after this? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Ivana says, hello from Zagreb, Croatia. Marlene is watching from Sydney, Australia, says, God bless. And Lena says, love from my husband and me from Macedonia. Anne says, watching from Surrey, United Kingdom, and I'm so encouraged. Ike says, love you guys from Helsinki, Finland. Uh-oh. And Kim, Kent says, I'm so blessed by your testimonies. Watching from Sweden, can you come over to over the Atlantic to us? Yes, I can. We're ready. As soon as they open up, as long as we get this crazy COVID stuff, we'll be all, we'll do it. And then Julie says, I love all of your sermons and boardroom chats. You preach from your heart what God leads you to say. This has to be my favorite one. The Holy Spirit was really strong. And you sharing your emotions. Oh, I Lord. wanted to bring this up. Oh, you sharing God. your emotions from your experiences <laughs> was touching. You have, been, you have a blessed ministry that reaches people in different ways. I love your funny stories, too. Praise they God. are anointed and get a message across. God bless you, Jesse and Kathy. I love you both. You know, people really love to see you cry. 
Because I, I don't cry. She I loves just, it. it. She it, just it goes. Most of the time, it's just got little mist in the eyeballs. But actually, I think I tried to give him a handkerchief last time. If you haven't seen it, you go. I need to go back and look. No, do don't, it. look don't, at don't it. the whole don't, thing. Don't go look at but it. But I think they grabbed just the part about you don't know this. Oh But they God. grabbed just the part about that story because, and then then they shared it in addition to it. Some people thought it was the same thing. Was that George? Because we looked that the same, but but it blessed so many people. I got to talk to George. He, do, he, he thinks his name is Jorge, look, and tell, his name is George. I tell, I tell you, look, that's below your pay grade. That's below we my pay grade. We got this under control. Anyway, Lori, finally to Lori, says, you are both a gift. From, that's why you want to read that. <laughs> you are both a gift from God, and we all, we all love you a lot. I love being a partner. Isn't that a blessing <laughs> of God? You know, it, it shocks me that people partner with this ministry financially. Then I realize why. Because we preach sound doctrine. That's right. And they're learning and growing. I we read, preach it, love man. the testimonies that come in, how people are lives are being transformed. I read one today. I don't think it's in this list, but it came from another format because I'm putting it in the magazine. It talked about uh -huh. how she only started watching us a year ago, and she says she's learned more in one year than 13 years. And not only that, her little seven-year-old granddaughter watches with Ooh. her. These also, I want to bring up this one because it's so important because this is talking about when you cried. It's Duana oh. <laughs> says, Jesse and Kathy are What's her name? so... Duana. Duana. Duana, I don't know where she's from or he. Okay. Jess and Kathy, I so love this boardroom chat. It is so hard for me to cry, and I was able to cry with you. This must be another gentleman. If not for anyone else, it truly was for me. God bless you both greatly. You know, that's a, a touching moment when it realized that we're all alike. We all, our hearts get touched in the same way. <laughs> you knew, you said many times I was not emotional. I was raised not to cry. Whew, I remember at five years old, man. My brother nailed my hand to a stump. I've been crucified like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got the scar. I got it right here. I you can see it. It comes out right here, yeah, baby. I see it. And it made me, I'm trying to, <laughs> and my grandfather came over there. You know what a crowbar is? Oh, yeah. He said, this is going smart, so little boy. That little bitty hand. How my, old were you? I was five. Five. Uh, and, and watch this, man. And he put it, when he pressed it, the blood spouting out. It and he jerked it up like that and pulled it out like that. He said, men don't cry, boy. Suck boy. it up. And boy, I mean, it was hurting, boy. And I, I made up my mind, I ain't crying no more. Mm. And I think I was a crybaby, Mama said, when I was a baby. But, a baby, but when I got to, I, I can remember. I you bottle till you six. Oh, I love that bottle, son. I enjoyed <laughs> I that like bottle. I like that milk. Still like that. milk till today, praise <laughs> God. Hallelujah. But anyway, Kim also <laughs> says, let's change the subject. Okay. Kim, it's not really changing the subject because I want to stay on the subject of how you got so emotional. I'm just, I can't <laughs> believe it, man. It just came up Kim on Kim said, thank you, And it's you, George's Jess. fault. I'm going to be talking to George after the That's end of okay. the book. That's okay. I can handle it. I'm on George's side. Kim, thank you, Jesse and Kathy. I love you guys. I so love love you guys. It brings tears to my eyes. Oh, you have God. such a wonderful heart for God. Watching from Cape Town, South Africa. We, you know, we went. Please the, come to Cape Town and minister here. Remember again? We, we I guess. went to We've the three arts. Went to the three arts theater, Cape Town. That's when uh, President Nelson Mandela was there. And I'll tell you something. You that are watching at Cape Town, it was, I, I made a mistake. You know, and uh, I got a letter from. The office of the president, then was Nelson Mandela. This is many, many years ago. And he says this, sent me a beautiful pen, uh, a gold embossed pen, gorgeous thing was out there. I've got it on my desk at my home in my study. And he said, I would have, he watched my program. I didn't know that. He said, I would have come if you'd invited me. Now, I didn't know. First thing first, you got to understand. I'm going over to a different country. I don't call a president of the country and say, hey, I'm coming to town. You want to come? 
You know, you, you know, it'd be like if I go to Washington, D.C. to preach, I'm not going to call the president. Hey, I'm well, in town. You want to come? Maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we, well, I, then I realized something. He that. doesn't go anywhere unless that schedule's done before. You, you know, security it. You and whatever. And I, it was one of my worst mistakes. I said, oh, I got to tell you the story. And I, I've always felt bad about it. But then about six years, seven years later, Janet Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson, the Jackson family, she had, was doing that uh, velvet rope tour of her album, and she was in South Africa. And, and I'll never forget, what the, she was on television, and President Mandela was standing next to her and several different people, because it was a big thing. She could rent the stadium, you know. Uh, she's a very talented lady. And so one of the uh, TV people said, uh, President Mandela, are you going to the concert tonight? And, you know, everybody just couldn't look. He said, well, I would if, she, if I had been invited. And Janet just like fell out. She goes, oh, and I, I wanted to say, I know how you feel. <laughs> but he couldn't because you just don't show up. I mean, you know, you, that's got to be all planned way ahead. So it made me feel a little, a little good. But I thought, man, who do you think you ought to call some president of? I'm coming to your, your country or whatever. But, you know, you don't realize that the power of social media, the power of television, and who's watching. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why people have watched us all these years that we've been out, out there is because of sound doctrine. We haven't changed. I, that's one of my best compliments I get, and I get it quite often. You know, but Jess, I've been following you for years, 30 years, 40 years. You never change. Mm -hmm. With the change to what? I mean, well, I'd have to tear these pages out, see? Right. So. You don't uh, change and you don't quit, which was no. the title of that last boardroom chat, which I have another crying story for. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. She's into the crying anyway, thing today. Let Viennese, me have some water. Viennese says, uh, I cried so much during your testimony. You never know what a person has gone through and how God has brought them out every time. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Kathy. You and Kathy for still giving us the word and for all of your sacrifices. I've been listening to you all since I was young, and now my seven-year-old does. She loves you and says that you're her favorite preacher. That's a God blessing. bless you and your ministry. Isn't that I, wonderful? That's a great compliment when a kid says you're a favorite preacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just such a blessing. I'll tell you a really funny story. I went to preach for Bishop T.D. Jakes. This is probably 15, 18 years ago, maybe longer than you that. You need to quit estimating the time. It has just to be. say a while back. Okay, well, his. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to remember. Bishop all Jakes' the exact name is. Timeline. Bishop Jakes, T.D. Thomas Dexter Jakes. Mm -hmm. Well, he had a little boy who was only five or six, but he looked 10 or 12, because, you know, Bishop Jake's a big man. Was he the, the junior boy. or the yeah, third? I think he's His name was, they call him Dexter. Right. But he was Thomas Dexter, Jake's junior. junior. They call him Dexter. So anyway, I went preaching. We had a great time, and Bishop Jake's invited me up he's to his... He's a man oh, now, yeah, Oh, sure. yeah. His, son, his son's a full-grown man. Yeah, of course. He's a little bit of boy. So he walked up to me, and he, he just wanted to... He said, I love you, brother Jesse. You know, I touched my heart. And... Uh, he Something said, about your yeah, he said, you're my favorite preacher. And Bishop Jakes looked at him. And he, he's, he's talking to me. He said, I said, well, boy, your, your father's a great preacher. He says, I fall asleep when my father preaches. <laughs> and that's Bishop Jakes, a, that's the truth. Bishop Jakes just exploded laughing. He said, now that's a compliment. That's a high compliment. High compliment coming from Dexter. Yes. I hope Bishop Jakes sees that. That was so many years ago. Yeah. And I know for He was a little boy. Well, his dad's voice is very calm. Yeah, he's I'm so sure used to it, you know. Him, so it's it's like you hear the Hollywood stars. You know, they have children. They don't think of their parents as stars. They're just or mama. celebrities. Yeah, they're yeah. celebrities, you know what I'm saying? They just... You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and they look. They, it, I guess until they get uh, age, where they begin to realize what the world's doing. You see. So when you understand 
this, this, this doctrine. And let me tell you what's a good sound doctrine, getting saved. Right. Uh, getting healed. Listen, pray for the power. Flow in the gifts, the nine gifts, the nine fruits, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Mm-hmm. If people need healing, people say, but that's it. I just hardly never see you sick. Well, I lay hands on for healing. I, I sow healing like right, this. Right. And I get health. Right. That's the byproduct of sowing healing. And then when I sow health, I get divine life. Mm -hmm. You see, what you sow is what you reap. And you know, when you read the Word of God and you see these beautiful testimonies, examples of Jesus healing and the the disciples healing in the New Testament, Old Testament, don't just dismiss it as then and how that has ceased. Read it with new and fresh eyes and realize that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's Hebrews 13. open up your heart and begin to believe it and expect it to happen in your life and, and you will see change. And watch this. When you go to church Sunday and all of a sudden a pastor, whatever church it may be, that says it's time to receive the morning tithe on before you, you know, swell up like a cat and want to hit somebody <laughs> or something like that. Well, remember this. Jesus did it. Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why can't you? Now, you don't want to do it. Don't do it. I mean, hey, that's your business. It's the same with people. So you're the only preacher I've ever heard say, listen, if God didn't tell you to give, don't give. Some say give, but we don't care anyway. Just do something, you know. No, no. I, see, we have many partners to this ministry. And I want to thank my partner because we could not do this. Our partners bought this table. I mean, it just what you see all this, all the cameras, the lights, the, everything comes from that. But, you know, it, because they gave because they wanted to, not because they had to. Exactly. We don't put the big lip on, you know, all that kind of crazy. We get many testimonies from our partners yeah. how they, they saw an increase or they received a harvest. It's on, on me, Kathy. The, the anointing increase is there. Well, it's on the word of God, too, that sure. we declare. And, and you could expect that when you sow the word to Jesus taught, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. Those are the words of Jesus. Now, and you know what? Jesus and he taught that. I don't know how anybody could ever say he was poor when he had 12 full-time people and he fed them and clothed. And they went out and preached and he said, don't take anything with you. And when they came back, he said, did you lack anything? Mm-hmm. Then he had 70 part-time. And then you find he wore nice clothes. I'm telling you, he fed 5,000 people to two-piece fish dinner. I mean, he had a bag, which offering bag that he received, offering people ministered to him, partners to his ministry. Go read it. It's in the book. There was probably so much in the bag that even at the Last Supper when Judas left, the disciples thought, where is he going? Is he going to give alms? So it must have been the regular practice that only did he receive, he also gave. He was a giver. Because there were were women that followed him, that supported him, Johanna, Susanna. Right, that's Heritage Stewardess's wife. Yes. What did Paul say in the book? of Acts. I put you in remembrance of the words of Jesus that it's more blessed to give than yes, to receive. Yes, that's now, right. Now, this man, Judas, had been stealing three years from that bag. Peter, James, John, they didn't know it. Now, if there was only $2 in that bag, through or three cents, they would have found out real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you see my point? Now, sound doctrine is saying what Jesus What the word did. says. Exactly. See, instead of what you think and all that. Just say what he said. And if you can't quite understand that, then pray for that interpretation, that revelation. To only say, he said, I only say what my father says. I only do what my father says to do. It's right. pretty simple. And search it? out the word. The Bible tells us to study yourself. Study be to a show good thyself. Workman. Be yeah. a good workman. Study to show yourself approved, a good workman, right? Yeah. That rightly study to show that approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed. And rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. It means if you don't study, you can wrongly, wrongly divide it. it. That's correct. That's right. See, this is how you get these sound doctrines. So I want to say this. We're about ready to go off here. And this is just a simple, you call it a church teaching or whatever. 
You need to go. I like what Joel Osteen always kind of ends his program on. He says, go to a Bible-believing church. Right. You'd, be, you'd be surprised. I mean, churches don't believe in the Bible. Mm -hmm. They say, well, you know, it's, it's metaphors. It's not really. No, 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 no. It's real. God yeah. can't lie. I mean, we just, we just read that. I believe it's in the book of Titus where I just read that. But he said, God can't lie. And it just, it's just such a blessing of the Lord when you understand this. Mm -hmm. That's why he said, speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Verse it, nine. May not, it may not be come to you yet, but as it's spoken to you, it will become. Yeah, you read verse 1 in chapter 2 of Titus, but verse 9 in chapter 1 says, holding fast the faithful, the faithful word as he, has, as he has been taught that he may be able to may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. So yeah. P Paul taught Titus, and he's telling Titus, you teach the others. So this is something that needs to be carried on from generation to generation. That's right. From mama to daughter to son, from down the, down down the, the generations. Line. Keep well, I'm, spreading I'm, the good news about Jesus. I'm going to prophesy right now. I will always preach sound doctrine. I will always preach prosperity because it's sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. I will always preach healing because it's sound doctrine. I'll always preach salvation because it's sound doctrine. Baptism I'll always, of the Holy Spirit is sound, sound doctrine. doctrine. I will preach love. It's sound doctrine. Love. I will preach the gifts of the Spirit. Repentance. Sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Forgive All, these All of it. I'm not changing because, see, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I can kind of put my name in there. Jesse is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why? Ephesians 5, 1, and we'll close with this. Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear, dear children. children. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Right. Until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy said, hey, sound doctrine is here. Tell friends about our boardroom chat because they're going to get nothing but the word of God. And they're going to grow. They're going to get stronger. They're gonna, their lives are going to be changed forever. And you that support this ministry, get ready for the blessing of God. That's right. The anointing of increases on us. Let me say that. I felt that the Lord brought it to my memory. If you want to give, you can use PayPal. You can go to JDM.org. Give. If you don't want to, don't. I'm going to say it again. Don't. don't you know, you're no obligation. We're still here. Keep watching. Just be blessed. But I want to tell you something. The hundredfold anointing is on this boy. It's on this boy. And, it is, and I'm not bragging about that because, you see, 30, 60, 104. That's sound doctrine. Yeah, and you know what? Ooh, you need to good. be saying what's on you. Yes. When you sow, you say the anointing is on you to receive because you've sown. Amen. So it, it all it's important that you say what the word says because then you then you realize that God can work in your life as well. All the time. Until next time, Jesse and Kathy say we'll see you next time right here as our boardroom, boardroom chats. Chat. Bye bye. Bye bye.